Welcome to Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. It is Wednesday, June 14th, 2017. Another disappointing week in the USSA over here. Another terrifying week in the world. So... People are still talking about Kathy Griffin, who made a joke related to Trump saying there was blood coming from her, you know, and blood coming from, you know, her eyeballs. Fucking something like that. People are still talking about that. People are still talking about Kafefe. There's even a bill now to... Store all tweets that come from the president, named the Kafefe Act. And, you know, Trump, uh, Bill Maher said nigger. So obviously that's something we should focus on for a really long time, instead of literally anything else. You know, it's amazing how... Like, grown adults can still talk about basically swear words. Like, they're foul language on the playground. And they're afraid of some teacher coming around and smacking them down for it and suspending them from whatever. Like that, that Pavlovian conditioning. I can't say that word. I can't make that joke. And of course, both Kathy and Bill apologized. Just an exhausting time to be alive. Listen, if you're going to say a word, say it. It's not the N-word. It's nigger. And if you don't have the courage to say that word, if you think there's something wrong with you saying that word, then don't say anything related to that word. Don't say a replacement. Don't say a substitute. Don't say that word. You don't want to take the baggage that comes along with that word. Don't even think about talking about it. But don't fucking virtue signal when you don't say that word and somebody else does. Because, guess what? This agenda-driven bullshit that everybody wants to fucking talk about this distracting fucking charade we call modern news media, that has to go, or we are all going to be in much worse cages than we are now. We are all going to be... We're already slaves. We're going to be worse. Everybody. Everybody is going to be worse off. You know, I might as well call this the conspiracy episode, because... I really want to nail it down here. This isn't a game. This isn't a thing where you'll score higher if you say the right thing, if you pander to the right groups, if you don't offend anybody. This isn't a fucking game. You got it? All you status thugs out there who want to control the way people speak and think? This isn't a fucking game. It's like, you know, the irony 
of fucking Ice Cube lecturing Bill Maher on using a word when his entire first part of his career was about using the words that made people uncomfortable to make a point. And Bill Maher throws off a casual joke. And because it has a word in it that's politically incorrect, which is, you know, what his starting television show was, so what the fuck, outrage police. Um, and Ice Cube comes on and gives him shit for it. Says that basically he was being degrading to black people. No, he wasn't. There was no malintent behind it. None. But whatever, you know? I'm not going to make this episode about that. I'm going to make this episode about how it's red fucking alert for your goddamn freedom. Every single one of you is at threat from the institution that you now beg to stop people from saying mean words. To protect your sensitive feelings. Oh yeah, they'll protect them all right while they can use you as patsies to accelerate their power in the background. That's what they want, motherfuckers. Traffic blockers, you can't win here. When Whoopi says that that sort of speech, using it disarms the word because the word has too much power because it stops us in our tracks. She's fucking right. You dig? I mean, if a word can stop you in your tracks, you're not ready for a revolution. You're not ready to take back the power that should be yours. But let's be real frank here. The government ain't interested in that. Because the same motherfuckers that are building devices that the government can get into are now talking about something hat tip to Truthstream Media again for this for this uh, uh, this topic here for a brain computer interface consensual telepathy an article on the Washington Post there's been a lot of hype coming out of Silicon Valley about technology that can meld the human brain with machines. But how will this help society? And which companies are leading the charge? From Washington Post. This is the article I'm reading. Elon Musk, chief executive of Tesla and SpaceX, made waves in March when he announced his latest venture, Neuralink, which would design what are called brain-computer interfaces. Initially, BCIs would be used for medical research, but the ultimate goal would be to prevent humans from becoming obsolete by enabling people to merge with artificial intelligence. Musk is not the only one who's trying to bring humans closer to machines. Here are five... Wor uh, fucking link to their other articles. Neuralink. According to Musk, the, brain the main barrier to human-machine cooperation is communication bandwidth. Because using a touchscreen or a keyboard is a slow way to communicate with a computer, Musk's new venture aims to create a high-bandwidth link between the brain and machines. What that system would look like is not entirely clear. Words such as neural lace and neural dust have been bandied about, but, that's, uh, but all that has really been revealed is a business model. Neuralink has been registered as a medical research company, and Musk said the firm will prov 
produce a product to help people with severe brain injuries within four years. So you're four years away. You're four years away from this device that can be implanted in your brain to hook you up to machines mentally, to make your brain not even a safe space. You want to talk about safe spaces on college campuses. Try not being able to be secure in being alone in your own thoughts. Yeah, you know, it's consensual now, but, like... If you've seen the Truth Stream Media video on this, it is not guaranteed that it will always remain consensual, and they strongly imply that it won't be, with good reason. I mean, these, this is the same government that's been unconsensually testing bullshit on humans for, for centuries. And now under this same government, a company pops up that wants to interface computers with your brain. And then the great thing, fucking beautiful, the, the same fucking article, the next fucking section is about Facebook, which is, if you've listened to my tinfoiling for a prolonged enough period, as you know, a DARPA-affiliated organization that, whether intentionally and with prejudice, has... Or, or 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 accidentally has created a profiling system that is just too sweet for the CIA through its InQtel funding. And this organization is what the the business and or sorry the the, the the Washington Post decided to to bring up next when they discuss the fact that Facebook has already been working on a thing to let people type with their, with their thought alone. And like, then it lists, it lists a bunch of other projects. And then DARPA. The U.S. military's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency announced a $60 million program last year to develop an implantable neural interface in collaboration with a consortium of private companies. The project, part of former President Barack Obama's brain initiative is ambitious. DARPA wants a device that can record 1 million neurons simultaneously and stimulate at least 100,000 neurons in the brain. DARPA also wants a device to be wireless the size of a nickel and ready in four years. Hey, four years! Shit! Which is an incredibly aggressive deadline according to MIT Technology Review. Potential applications include compensating for sight or hearing problems because the device could feed digital auditory or visual information directly into the brain, the exact technological approach is unclear at this stage, but the project has the heft of some major engineering giants such as Qualcomm behind it, Quartz reported. They're building this technology that they can put in your brain. DARPA is building this. Fucking Facebook is interested in similar projects, and Elon Musk is building Neuralink. Everybody's clamoring to get in your skull. Your skull, my skull, the skull of anybody else. You know. For now, all it's, all it's doing is being benevolent, but we've actually heard Elon say some pretty terrifying things about how we'll basically be pets if we don't 
you know, get get up to the pace of artificial intelligence soon. We'll basically be the pets of these technological masterpieces that will overtake everything because they can. Because humans have programmed them to do so. And if this all sounds, you know, fucking tinfoily as fuck, then maybe you should check out the idea that the government has never been on your side about this shit. The government has been experimenting on people for a very fucking long time. And the idea that this technology is in the purview, under the purview of the state is all you need to know. Because it's not like they're doing this under the cover of darkness. It's not like they're doing this with, with, with no possible malintent. They're doing this with the same organizations that are defense organizations. They're doing this with the same organizations that have already shown a grotesque need to have every bit of your privacy. And, and the government's obviously not involved. It's obviously hands-off until it isn't. Until the government has these brand new devices that they can monitor you with, that they can keep tabs on your thoughts with, that are interfaced with your brain. Oh yeah, yeah, nobody's watching you, you know? But then we have Edward Snowden come out and say that all the devices that we've had have been, you know, hacked and monitored for, you know, as long as he can remember being an analyst at the NSA and likely much, much sooner before that, according to a lot of the documents he released. And then we've got Vault 7, where the CIA is doing the same thing. And wouldn't you know it, the CIA is affiliated with every organization that popped up in this article in some way. At least as far as I can tell. But no, it's all consensual. Everything that they're doing here. It's all about consent. It's all about helping people help themselves. Because we just want the blind to see again. We want to be miracle workers. No strings attached, motherfucker. This is all a free ride for the first time in history. There's no ulterior motive. We're angels in human skin. We have nothing Nothing to do with any sort of corruption or nefariousness. That would be fucking naive as fuck or, you know, just make you a conspiracy theorist. But then again, let's remember something else. My little verbal stumble earlier was because I've got this Business Insider article on my brain where it says... Over and over again, the military has conducted dangerous biowarfare experiments on Americans. And it says, On September 20th, 1950, a U.S. Navy ship just off the coast of San Francisco used a giant hose to spray a cloud of microbes into the air and into the city's famous fog. The military was testing how a biological weapon attack would affect the 800,000 residents of the city. At the time, 800,000. Now, who knows how many, you know, and they could still definitely be doing this. Anyway, to continue, the people of San Francisco had no idea. The Navy continued the tests for seven days, 
potentially causing at least one death. It was one of the first large-scale biological weapon trials that could be conducted under a germ warfare testing problem, quote-unquote, that went on for 20 years from 1949 to 1969. The goal, quote, was to deter the use of biological weapons against the United States and its allies and to retaliate if deterrence failed, the government explained later. Let's deter the use of biological weapons by unleashing them on our own fucking citizens, right? These people are goddamn saints. Quote, fundamental to the development of a deterrent strategy was the need for a thorough study and analysis of our vulnerability to overt and covert attack. <laughs> the fucking goal of these people. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're we're just thoroughly studying the effects of sneezing biological contaminants all over a fucking city. Hey, I'm ill. If I sneeze on you, I, I, I can't tell if that'll fuck you up or not. Hey, I can't tell how well it would work to spray biological contaminants all over San Francisco. Let's give that a shot. The article continues, of the 239 known tests in that program, San Francisco was notable for two reasons. According to Dr. Leonard Cole, who documented the episode in his book Clouds of Secrecy, the Army's germ warfare tests over populated areas. Cole, now the director of the Terror Medicine and Security Program at Rutgers New Jersey Medical School, tells Business Insider that, his that this incident was notable first because it was really early in the program, but also because of the extraordinary coincidence that took place in Stanford Hospital beginning days after the Army's tests had taken place. Hospital staff were so shocked at the appearance of a patient infected with a bacteria, Seracia Macrent. Markensins, probably. Marquesins? Probably, something like that. That had never been found in the hospital and was rare in the area. That they published an article about it in a medical journal. That patient, Edward Nevin, died after the infection spread to his heart. This, this, this bacteria was one of the two types of bacteria the Navy ship had sprayed over the Bay Area. It wasn't until the 1970s that Americans, as Cole wrote in the book, learned that for decades they had been serving as experimental animals for agencies of their government. San Francisco wasn't the first or the last experiment on citizens who hadn't given informed consent. Other experiments involved testing mind-altering drugs on unsuspecting citizens. In one shocking, well-known incident, government researchers studied the effects of syphilis on black Americans without informing the men that they had the disease. They were told they had bad blood. Researchers withheld treatment after it became available so they could continue studying the illness, despite the devastating and life-threatening implications of doing so for the men and their families. That was the Tuskegee syphilis experiment they were discussing. 
the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, according to Wikipedia, <clears throat> was essentially a study to observe the natural progression of untreated syphilis in rural African-American men in Alabama under the guise of receiving free health care from the United States government. Here's our free shit. Here's this benevolent program that we have designed to help you people. Right? Not nefarious at all, except we just gave you syphilis. Not nefarious at all, except we just sprayed a dangerous contaminant over your city. It's just fucking exhausting. And then they'll lie us into war. Cook-up strategies that the U.S. government theoretically thought were too extreme. But the other strategies? Gulf of Tonkin? Sure. Iraq WMDs? Sure. Because when they're not killing us by literally infecting us, why not kill us by having the most poor told by the, the motherfuckers in recruiting offices, join up. You know, you'll serve your country, you'll get a great career, you'll meet hot women. Fucking. And, you know, anybody who doesn't think that this is a strategy against the poor and the, the disenfranchised is either directly misinformed or deliberately naive. Because we're talking about the same motherfuckers who decided San Francisco would be a great place to mass infect. Who decided that we would have a, a massive scandal with U-boats and you know, the, fucking load up a bunch of ships with munitions and private personnel and then send them off into territory we knew they'd get detonated in so that we could fucking... Start another war. And, and, and then we've got beautiful little things like this propaganda program that just officially stopped being illegal that the U.S. government could deploy. Where they can now have U.S. government-sanctioned media that promotes a U.S. government agenda. That's totally chill. Nothing nothing suspicious there. Let's move the fuck on, right? An Operation Mockingbird, which people consistently forget about, which was allegedly, according to Wikipedia, a large-scale program of the United States Central Intelligence Agency that began in early 1950s and attempted to manipulate news media for propaganda purposes. It funded student and cultural organizations and magazines as front organizations. According to writer Debbie Davis, Mockingbird recruited leading American journalists into a propaganda network and oversaw the operations of front groups. CIA support of front groups was exposed after a 1967 Ramparts magazine article reported that the National Student Association received funding from the CIA. 
In the 1970s, congressional investigations and reports also revealed agency connections with journalists and civic groups. None of these reports, however, mentions an Operation Mockingbird controlling or supporting these activities. A Project Mockingbird is mentioned in the CIA Family Jewels report, compiled in the mid-70s. According to the declassified version of the report released in 2007, Mockingbird invoked wiretapping of two American journalists for several months in the early 1960s. Really tasteful, savory people to be trusting your brain to. Really, really great organization with a perfect historical track record to be saying, create my safe space. I need help. Hmm? Right? Ain't these people fucking grand? And if I sound bitter, it's because I'm bitter. You know, you want to keep talking CIA, let's talk about them distributing crack to the inner city. Creating much of the drug war that we have today. Look up Gary Webb. W-E-B-B. Look up Gary Webb. You'll find tons and tons of shit on the U.S. government getting law enforcement agents to act as patsies for the drug war. I just... It's so fucking obvious. Like... It's just... People are so into their, their circles of information that they will keep going to those circles of information and nobody else. They will keep returning to those circles of information. And it gets to the point where those circles of information are the only people they consider a relevant source on jack fucking shit. They go to Twitter, they see what's trending, and suddenly that's what they consider news, right? It's, it's not like anything could be manufactured. Never. And then you trust them for your, to, under, to understand what fake news is, right? You're okay... Some people, anyway, not necessarily you, are okay with Facebook manipulating what people can and cannot see in the feeds. Twitter gets to shadow ban people, like several people that I've spoken to recently where I couldn't even see their fucking notifications because Twitter decided, hey, you know what? This guy doesn't have an echo chamber. He's willing to talk to multiple people and multiple different mindsets. Let's just isolate some of these. And this person's talking to a lot of people. He's influencing a lot of people. He's in a lot of uh, hashtags spreading things we don't like. Let's, let's make sure that nobody sees what he writes, that nobody can even search what he writes. Let's delete him without deleting him. Just 
I, I just... I cannot begin to describe how fucking frustrating it is hearing the latest things people argue about when their freedoms are literally being used as a way to hijack their liberty. Hey, you know what'd be great? We want to run a huge organization of corrupt officials. Let's make sure that the dialogue people have based on racial issues is based on a strictly polarizing one where we've created a class where people can't talk about certain things because of the circumstances under which they were born. Let's say mansplaining if a man tries to explain something to a feminist. You know, let's make sure that the only politically correct way to discuss the word nigger is saying the N-word because we can't talk about the history of the word. We can't be serious about it. We can't really confront the cold reality of it. We can't joke about it. The only thing we can do is make vague references to it like we're tittering children on a playground saying, Oh, Billy said the F-word. The teacher's gonna be so mad. I just... There's so much shit. The U.S. government has a long fucking history of utilizing people's emotions against them. That was one of the reasons, ironically, slavery persisted as long as it did. It wasn't because of mean old confederates. It was because the U.S. government was very fucking good at making sure that anybody who remotely sympathized with the slaves was considered a terrible, terrible person. You know? You want to... You want to talk to Kill a Mockingbird, right? One of the banned books because it says the banned word. Right? You want to talk that shit? We'll talk about the fact that one of the main character struggles in the book was to be reasonable and humanely sympathetic to another human being and being called a nigger lover for it. Oh, sorry. N-word lover, because that fucking helps, right? I actually have memories of being in high school and reading The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn um, before they fucking banned this book. And I was reading it word for word, like the teacher asked. And hushed silence and, <gasps> and gasps from the class when I said the word nigger. And the teacher said, say nice guy instead. Because we can't really confront history anymore. We can't discuss the cold truths because the cold truths fucking hurt. You know? I'm bringing up the idea that the U.S. government stuck syphilis in black people. But that's never in the news anymore. Never! I challenge you to find me the last mainstream news story that discussed this in any detail. Hmm? 
You know, we can talk about how some black people and a whole lot of white liberals were very upset that Bill Maher used a word. But we can't talk about how the people that that word used to affect were injected with fucking syphilis. Yeah, that might pull some advertisers. U.S. government might not appreciate having their crimes against humanity exposed over and over again, right? Right? Not advertiser-friendly, is it? But this is where we are. This is where we are. Where people can be so distracted by that that they don't look at any of the bigger picture. Where people can be so distracted by Trump's kafefe that they forget he's not a buffoon. He's not a fucking moron. Alright? And that's not to defend him. That's to really drive the point home that if you think that you've got him pinned because you talk about Kafefe, that he's planning something else and you're not looking because you're so distracted and enamored with the fact that you can call the president an idiot that you don't notice all the shit he's doing that's really fucking brilliant. You know, whether or not it was intentional, they're using that to keep you distracted, to keep you away from the truth. And for the record, I don't think it was intentional. I think he was tired and made a mistake. I'm not fucking Spicer. I'm not going to make excuses for the president. I'm not on his side. I never will be on his side. He's joined the ranks of the statists. And as I said when I was opposing Hillary Clinton, since Trump is going to win, I'm going to fight him in the White House because I fight government and its allies. I fought Hillary because there was momentum against her, because it's really easy to really highlight what a corrupt, lying, scheming organization the Clinton Foundation is, while it murders people with no-fly zones, right? While it steals money from Haitian funds. It's really easy to point that shit out when she's in the news regularly. Now that she's not anymore, if I bring it up, the only thing that I'll do is get a bunch of hashtag resistance people saying, you know, Hillary already lost. Why do you like Trump so much? Are you a Republican? When everything in my fucking descriptions all say something different. And people don't pay attention. Not enough attention to realize how fucked they're being. And then Trump, he can make jokes about pussy grabbing. He can make jokes about blood coming from her wherever. But then when Kathy Griffin makes a reply to that, right? Everybody assumes that it's baseless humor, that it's for nothing. The same with, and I was really dis disappointed for reference in one person specifically, Joe Rogan was discussing this and he said that it was un like something like it was uncalled for and it doesn't make any sense. It was just for attention. And yeah, it was probably partially for attention um, because people don't make public spectacles 
for their health. But it was for a reason. She had a reason, and she stated that reason in her apology, which she shouldn't have fucking made. I mean, if you're going to be fired, you might as well be fired in style and go out as hashtag resistance. Kathy Griffin no longer allowed to watch the crystal ball drop with Anderson Cuntas because we're in, we're in super mode now. We get to say anything we want as long as we're a part of a demographic. But, you know, Kathy Griffin can't hold up a prop because Baron Trump might see it on the news. Well, hey, maybe while we're on that subject, we should discuss the fact that the news in other countries often is overwhelmed by fucking death and violence and gore, but we don't give a shit until there's a bomb that goes off at an Ariana Grande concert. We don't give a shit about somebody with a suspiciously bulgy jacket screaming Allahu Akbar until that person is next to a bunch of first-worlders. We don't care that that person's probably a little bit upset from reasons connected to the first world in the first place. You know, nobody can learn from the idea that Muslims might be a little bit pissed that their countries have been being bombed for centuries. At least what feels like centuries to them, that was extremely hyperbolic. It's time to stop avoiding responsibility. It's really fucking time to stop. Everybody's fine as long as they operate according to your specific guidelines. Isn't that right? And this is the way it was under Obama. I love it. All the Republicans who thought everything was going to change when Trump was in, he'd drain the swamp, he'd make the, 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 the entire world an unsafe space for these, you know, whining professional cry bullies. Really? The institutions that have been built up to, you know, protect them are just going to leave because God Emperor Trump got here? Nah. Even assuming that he's not part of the controlled opposition to whatever, or even assuming that he's not, you know, just corrupt on, on the face of it and taking advantage of the fact that people are tired of eight years of people saying, you have to respect my rights, but I don't have to respect yours. You know, even if he's completely genuine, those organizations aren't going the fuck away and the people trained under them aren't going to lose that experience. All these social justice groups are only going to become stronger, especially now that the anti-war movement finally started to fuck its way back into existence because, hey, you know what's better than fighting Bush for his war crimes? Ignoring them when they're not Bush anymore, when Obama did them. Oh, well, now we've got a community organizer in office and we have our community organizer-in-chief. He's going to stand up for justice at all times. And whoops, he just killed Anwar and Abdul Rahman al-Awlaki. We should say they deserved that. That's a fine treatment. Fucking beautiful. American citizens blown up by predator drones. And as long as it's not Bush, it's fine. And now Trump is back, and the left is rearing back up to say, hey, war is bad. Did you know that? 
Ward is bad. Meanwhile, the right is cucking out to Trump, saying every one of his moves must be part of a brilliant strategy to help the common man, all while he desperately proves the opposite, bowing to Saudi officials and cucking off to everybody who has money that his organizations are attached to. A reality show president, more famous for oh-no-he-didn't moments than most people in America, and suddenly he's president, and the news is full of oh-no-he-didn't moments, and Republicans can't tell they're being fucking played like harps. Ooh, he said coffee. That must be a code for something, bruh. You know, all while the left and everybody else gets to say, hey, that's a hilarious thing that happened, instead of looking at it as, hey, maybe it's really easy to distract people now, and that's the strategy. Maybe we don't need to be Bill Clinton and bomb Sudanese pharmaceutical factories, you know, resulting in the deaths of 30,000 people that the U.S. government never had any real authentic problems with, that the U.S. government never needed to defend themselves from. Let's really drive this point home. You know, let's let's make sure that we can just make some stupid comment on Twitter and everybody will be engaged in that instead of actual political discourse. And if you think that's hyperbolic, just think of what you could have done with all of the time making those Kofefe tweets, right? Just think of what you could have fucking done. Nobody knows the time they waste capitulating to the narrative that the system provides them and forces down their throat. Nobody knows how much of their life has been stolen from them by accepting the system as it is and always accepting the narrative as it is given to them. Nobody knows the freedoms they lose by accepting the U.S. government and not fighting them in any significant way. Oh, but they're representatives. I don't give a shit. They don't represent me. They don't represent most people in America. They represent the voters who happen to vote for the person that the elites were going to select anyway which is the reason Hillary isn't president, because popular vote would have dictated that she would be president. Not that I would prefer a Hillary presidency. I think she's a cunt. But more that Hillary would have been president if they respected fucking popular vote. They don't give a shit what the population thinks, though. They don't care about majorities. They don't care about the bulk of the people. And even if they did, it's just two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner, right? The, the majority gets to decide, right? That's, that's how democracy works. Well, what's so fucking great about that shit, huh? Why is it so much better that the elites get to, get to be in power based on appeasing the interests of the majority? What, because they'll revolt? Yeah, pff, good luck with that. They're going to take our guns. They're taking your guns. They've been taking your guns slowly but surely inch by inch with every new regulation against guns especially in the in in the states where you know people have made little maps that said you know the least and most anti-gun states the places with the least and most gun restrictions well 
Gee whiz, every place has gun restrictions. Every place has weapons restrictions. And even the ones that don't, those places just have bigger, beefier police forces. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bearcats are fine roaming your streets. They need to patrol for bombs now. Oh, well, they cover up their storied history, the U.S. government, of infecting the people and then claiming that they were the only cure. And people wonder why everybody's considering swine flu and bird flu a possible conspiracy theory. You know? Because maybe those things that were very fucking distracting are distractions! Who'd have fucking thought? And the news media gets to perpetuate these lies. The news media gets to ride that corporate dick and get all this government money because they parrot the narrative. They prop it up. They keep it alive. And you swallow that shit. At least the average American does. They swallow Mockingbird. They swallow all of this interference. Operation Paperclip. Fucking, now the government can legally produce propaganda and nobody bats an eye except the, the fringe for a very long time. Yeah, sure, everybody talks about that for a bit until they can all bring on their government and corporate sponsors saying this is not what's going to happen. We, uh, we received reports that the U.S. government was now legalizing propaganda but here from the U.S. government is an expert on the matter saying, Nuh-uh. Oh, a policeman shot somebody again today. That person didn't appear to have a weapon. That person appeared to be minding their own goddamn business until they saw a gun pointed at them and started to move in the opposite direction. But they've conducted an internal investigation, and found out they did nothing wrong. And these are the people you are begging to keep you safe. Or, these are the people you think you can restrain and control. That's the lie. Liberals think that they can trust the government to keep them safe as long as it advocates, quote, freedom and liberty, right? And conservatives think they can trust the government to keep itself limited as long as it represents freedom and liberty. Both of them have the same fundamental ideas at the base level. They just have different approaches and different special interest groups attached to their goddamn bullshit. And so they all have different agendas that can be distracted differently. You happy? You're a snowflake. Congratulations. You can now march off into the sunset like the U.S. government-sponsored slave you are with your neural net and your syphilis and your rare bacteria and, and your participation trophies and your privilege points and what guns you're still allowed to keep and you can claim that everything is fucking fine while you eat your government-regulated food that they subsidized and now want to tax you for overeating. 
The world hasn't gone mad. It has been farmed so and, and bred so that the most insane things are normal enough that people don't question them. We live in a world where people are regularly fleeced like sheep for the labor they put into this goddamn economy and born into a world that says they owe $800,000 in debt just for being an eventual taxpayer, trademark, registered trademark, copyright, whatever, official barcoded stamped U.S. taxpayer. And if you live in Britain... If you're, if you're in Exeter, you probably sympathize with this mentality quite a bit, because guess what? You understand that, hey, maybe bureaucracy ain't the greatest thing. But you know what they're talking about now, Britain? They're talking about soft Brexit. You might not even get to keep your Brexit. If you like your Brexit, you get to keep your Brexit. Well, maybe fucking not. Because maybe that government doesn't give a shit about populism either. Maybe this entire thing is a ruse. Hmm? But no, that's just an insane tinfoiling theory. We can't have that. We can't have people questioning the narrative, at least not unless the reason they question the narrative is because of something that they saw on a strictly controlled narrative-driven network. And everybody's funded by somebody, and those somebodies are usually funded by somebody, and those somebodies that are funded by somebody are connected through those somebodies to organizations of severe psychopaths. You know? Rest in pieces, Rockefeller. You diseased motherfucker. I, I'm just, I don't think I will ever cease pushing the edge of my patience with this new world order. These motherfuckers are slimy. They have you enslaved. They have you arguing amongst each other about who should be able to say words because they want your petty squabbles to overtake the possibility of you being able to revolt against this system successfully along with everybody else in your slave class. Nail it down! You are slaves. They have you distracted. They have you fighting each other. And they have you arguing about who's in the house and who's in the field. And then arguing about who should have the audacity to say the words even. And this is normal, right? Well, not on my watch. This shouldn't be normal. This should never have been normal. But it is. And now we live in a world where saying controversial things makes you a target. Well, here's my call out to as many of you as possible. Educate anyone you know. Tell them to listen to Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. And 
Let's fuck the system. Use the buzzwords that the DHS doesn't want you to use. Smash the state from the outside in. And retake the country and the world that you live in from the evil parasites that had you born into slavery. This is Jeremiah Harding signing out. Born in a Mexican hoopty Persecuted single mother in a modern manger You crucify him again like a fucking stranger Tears of the anger worth more than diamonds or rubies Imagine being locked up since juvie Imagine changing your life and still going out like Tookie Imagine niggas talking shit when they never knew me Imagine a movie that depicted the pain in your life Like them kids in Afghanistan chasing a kite For most of the world, that's what it's like Imagine if the woman you're supposed to love for the rest of your life Is set to marry someone else at the end of the night They say you fight the greatest jihad in your heart and your mind And fight the hardest when you start from behind So I dream the impossible all the time Fuck a Masonic design, America's future is mine Repeat that to yourself, cause if culture's a crime Them numbers tatted on your arm aren't too far behind They can only conquer you after they murder your mind So rise up, motherfucker, like the sign of the times I feel my body weakening, but my spirit is fine Ready to go to war with devils at the drop of a dime And fight with my rebel army until the stars are aligned Nostradamus was a white man's prophet who predicated European supremacist logic Because the pilgrims and the conquistador columns killed more innocent people than Hitler and Stalin yes. I guess the fortune teller skipped an anti-Christ or two Brother, give this to the OGs doing life with you and pray for the problems with the Pope's psychology So the Vatican will offer an apology For what? For destroying the people's liberation theology Snatching the spirit of Jesus from people in poverty Business decisions like keeping people in prison but have the opposite effect incarcerating religion That type of crooked politics imposed on the populace is obvious If you read the Northwood documents, forget the compliments for what I recorded And live for revolution instead of always dying for it Remember a bullet could never stop me My legions are led by the spirit of Holly Selassie Watch me, even if I'm shot in the chakra, I will prosper Doppler effect, bumping music out a helicopter Telling the Persians, dick up Zorastra And tell them I came back as the son of a Hura Mazda Fish out the Philistine Dagon from the shores of Gaza And call Quetzalcoatl flying over La Raza This is my message to the older gods I'll sacrifice you all to the revolution like the Romanovs Lost in the desert like the Hebrews of Israel The blood clot system tried to kill me like sickle cell But I survived and I 
I'm alive to fight another day Cocooned in a coma I can still hear my mother pray Sister crying out to God Please let my brother stay Walking towards the light But something's pulling me the other way Show time to 